0: Go ahead, Jim. You're all set. Thank you, Tim. Good morning, everybody, to the Miracle Hour, Sunday morning. And um, what I wanted to do, or what I would like to do, is start at first in page 527 of the text. So if you can go to 527 and the the topic the heading is the state of sinlessness. So sense 1 the state of sinlessness is merely this. The whole whole desire to attack is gone and so there is no reason to perceive the Son of God as other than he is. The need for guilt is gone because it has no purpose and is meaningless without the goal of sin. Attack and sin are bound as one illusion, each the cause and aim and justifier of the other. Each is meaningless alone, but to seem to draw a meaning from the other. Each depends upon the other for whatever sense it seems to have, and no one could believe in one unless the other were the truth. For each attests the other must be true. Now, to divert just a little bit before we get to the lesson, um, of the day, uh, what I wanted to do is to actually go back and for an opening meditation, read, um, read the, uh, preface, not the preface just after the table of contents. And it doesn't have a page number, but it was, it's under introduction. It's just after all the table of contents, the last table of content, chapter 31 is table of contents. And the next, the next page is introduction. And Lynn, would you be so kind to, reme- to, re- to just read the introduction? This kind of sets the frame for what the whole course is about, of course.
1: Lynn, you're on mute.
2: <laughs> Thanks, Jim. <laughs> you're talking about the introduction to the workbook, right?
0: No, I apologize. The introduction to the course. All right. All right. Uh, which is just after the table of contents. Tab- uh, Uh, 10 is the last page of Table of Contents, just in the very beginning. Yeah. And then then the introduction is on the next page.
2: Oh, sure. This is a course in miracles. It is a required course. Only the time you take it is voluntary. Free will does not mean that you can establish the curriculum. It means only that you can elect what you want to take at a given time. The course does not aim at teaching the meaning of love, for that is beyond what can be taught. It does aim, however, at removing the blocks to the awareness of love's presence which is your natural inheritance. The opposite of love is fear, but what is all-encompassing can have no opposite. This course can therefore be summed up very simply in this way. Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists herein lies the peace of God we could
0: just be still for a minute And gently, if you return. Thank you, Lynn. You're welcome. I'm always amazed and reminded at how many times we're reminded, actually, in the text, in the in about this course is simple, and uh, it, it's continually slipped in there every now and then. Uh, just when we want to complicate it or um, that that the reminder that this course is simple. This is nothing beyond you. This is nothing beyond like what you cannot do with your willingness. And that's the, I believe, would be the key ingredient was when we decide, just as the introduction just said, when we decide that uh, the time is right, it, it will be done. And in effect, the lesson today is going to go into a lot of perspectives on time and how in effect that's, that's already done and, and we're watching we're wa- watching this from a point going backward. So it's already done and accomplished. And there's, there's some uh, cool perspectives on time within the lesson today. So uh, with that, let's just jump right in. And <clears throat> the lesson is 158. Today I learned to give as I receive. Um. Ken jumps in. I don't know if you're all if you're all following within Ken's uh, dialogue here on the course on the on the lesson, Uh, Ken Ken's lesson workbook page 62. Uh, He says straight up, he says, in this world, oneness is reflected as semicolon. If I want to know I am forgiven, I must forgive. um and then a little bit later, Ken's going to follow up with uh remember a course in Miracles teaches us to remember uh, it says a reminder of that- uh, okay, back up a little bit, this is on the bottom of page sixty three his knowledge and love, what we give here, a reminder of that love, which a course in miracles teaches us to remember. And then this is this is the part I wanted to emphasize. We are not taught what to remember the love of God, but how to remember. Forgiveness is how we remember. So we're not taught what God's love is of that's above the line. That's that's not the aim of this course. This is this course is just taught, taught the basics and the mechanics of how to forgive freely and be a happy learner. And that's, that's the, the whole point that, that Ken was making. Um, and, uh, with that, let's just jump right into lesson 158. Lesson 158 on page 298 of the workbook. Um, today i learned to give as i receive what has been given you that's the first question what has been given you so the the whole context of of the lesson it comes out and asks that question first so that we're sure like what it is we've been what it is we've been given um It's going to give a couple of paragraphs about time and give perspectives on time. And then it's going to, going to drop down and talk to us about experience. Um, The lesson has a lot of fine points, which some of the machinations of, of these things I've heard before, but I'm not completely solid on some, some of the understandings. So we'll pick through some of it. And if anybody has a perspective or can, can shed light on, on a certain area. uh, I've heard these words and phrases dozens of times. It's just, it just hasn't really sunk in like, Oh, I know what that means. So um, what has been given you the knowledge that you are a mind in mind and purely mind sinless forever wholly unafraid, because you were created out of love. Nor have you left your source, capital source, remaining as you were created. This was given you as knowledge, which you cannot lose. It was given as well to every living thing, for by that knowledge only does it live. You have received all this. No one who walks the world but has received it. It is not this knowledge which you give, for that is what creation gave. All this cannot be learned. What then are you to learn to give today? Our lesson yesterday evoked a theme found early in the text. Experience cannot be shared directly in the way that vision can the revelation that the father and the son are one will come in time to every mind kind of like what we just read in the introduction just a matter of time yet is that yet is that time determined by the mind itself not taught i'm taking that as a decision the willingness that that is the time to be determined by our willingness. That's what I, how I'm interpreting it. So um, maybe some different thoughts on that. But but again, some of these some of these concepts and things are I, I don't really feel totally comfortable with saying. Oh yeah, I got that. I, you know, like I know what atonement is. I got that. But but some of these other things are a little more on the fringe for me personally. And so, um, that hopefully picking through this, maybe we'll expose some of that and, and, and get this, and I'll be able to see that as well. So, the time is set already. It appears to be quite arbitrary, yet, there is no step along the road that anyone takes but by chance, meaning there are no accidents, everything is exactly already ordained. It has already been taken by him, although he has yet not yet embarked on it. For time, but seems to go in one direction, linear. We but undertake a journey that is over, yet it seems to have a future still unknown to us. So in the dream... We pretend to not know how it's going to work out, although it's already been worked out, is, is how, I'm, how I'm looking at that. The end is already, it's already done. Time is a trick, a sleight of hand, a vast illusion in which figures come and go as if by magic. And yet there is a plan behind appearances that does not change. The script is written. When experience will come to end, your doubting has been set. For we but see the journey from the point at which it ended. Looking back on it, imagining we make it once again, reviewing mentally what has gone by. So the lesson is going to actually take what what I... Today I Learned to Give as I Receive. It's going to actually take and translate all, all of this into Christ's vision is the goal of the lesson, to, to actually experience Christ's vision. And, and on the next page, if you'll see uh, the uh, uh, paragraph six and line six, It talks experience. It says exactly, it says, our concern is with Christ's vision. This we can attain. And the rest of the three paragraphs after that seven, eight, or nine, all deal with obtaining Christ's vision. The the
1: specifics around that. Um, I wanted to uh, just, uh, just kind of reflect a little bit on, um, how important we make all of our decisions. <laughs> like, oh, I got to decide this, oh, I got to decide that. And all we're doing is watching the replay. It's already been decided. <laughs> but we're taking it seriously, like it's happening again. I mean, really? <laughs> is that what's really going on? <laughs> I mean, every decision I think I come to and I'm going to make, you know, a few seconds from now, it's already been played out. <laughs> well, that's kind of insulting. <laughs> how important it is what I'm deciding? <laughs>
0: Pretty anticlimactic.
1: <laughs> yeah, all the energy, all the effort, and all the uh, yeah. And then, and then it gets way worse. I mean, Ken had this little uh, <laughs> this little interview he did way back, and uh, God, he looked like he was a young punk, like he was 14 years old. <laughs> but he, uh, in that interview, he says, "Not only has this replay already happened, and we're just watching it." but there's an equal number of replays. At any given moment, they've all been replayed. So even if I decide in the next second to do something else, that's just another DVD you pop into the <laughs> player. Or, or there's 8 million other choices too, but everything's been played out like over and over and over and over and over again. So I mean, it gets pretty mind boggling to say the least. And then if you throw in all this has already happened and it's already over, And it's not like today I learned to give as I receive. It's today I remember to give as I, that today I think I learned, you know, it's like I already know I give as I receive. I'm just pretending I don't know it. (laughs) So it's uh, it's pretty trippy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And if that can't help you remember to laugh at the tiny mad idea, I don't know what that perspective.
1: Steven, uh, Steven's got something.
3: Uh, yeah just to uh, piggyback on what you 're saying uh I was doing exactly the same thing uh, uh, mind boggling i think that's a that's that 's an understatement of the nth degree uh, y- you know i was I was looking at this uh, script as written, and i 've done this so many times in, in the course and what it is for me is that there's there 's a lot of paradox in here, and it brings me to the point where where the course tells me uh, in many places. You don't understand anything you don't really know anything you really can't know a lot of things and so I, I put that script as written with uh with the responsibility of sight because it says it's already written but in responsibility of sight, it says i am responsible for what i see i choose the feelings i experienced and i decide upon the goal i would achieve and everything that seems to happen to me i ask for and receive as i have asked so how does that work you know how, how in the world could you possibly know uh, how that's going to work when you combine it with what's written here about the script is written and what what Tim just said. Uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's over the top that uh, I, I do not know this thing I am. I, I don't know anything that's going on or what's going to happen. And uh, that's the point of, of forgiveness. And I like what you said, uh, Jim, about the willingness because I don't forgive. You know, I've come to the conclusion and I don't know y'all can help me with this. I hope I, I don't forgive. That's not I got really nothing to do with that part. I have the willingness to forgive, and it says in here many times that I forgive, but as, for me it's uh, just like Jim said as soon as I have the willingness, I'm there and then the actual forgiveness itself the the atonement that happens uh, that's that's the bridge that uh, that Holy Spirit provides. I got nothing to do with that, and then that bridge goes to God and the atonement happens and that's another thing I have no idea what that's all about or how that works but I have to just accept that thank y'all for listening
0: yeah Judy
4: the only way I've been able to resolve some of this for myself in a simple way is is to say to myself God's will be done um and to remember that um There is no will but God's. And I think that's like the ultimate statement. And it may appear that um, all sorts of other things are going on. But um, that's a bottom line that's helped me a bit. Thanks.
0: Yeah, great way for restatement of the atonement. God's will be done. Simple way to remember it.
5: I, you, it, all the comments kind of in, in remind me that uh, uh, modern physics uh, i think can be helpful uh, in, to, an, to an extent anyway it it, it still doesn 't address the unconscious unfounded guilt, but it does suggest that you know maybe we 're living in a within the dream of, of a system of parallel realities or parallel universes and and uh, uh, if, if if all those things have already happened and are already over you know, we 're just you know like the course says reliving a dream but but i think what um, to me, the important thing is, you know, our one remaining freedom as a prisoner of this world, of course, says, is is the ability to choose between two thought systems, and that basically, I think I kind of tie into some of the stuff that Gary Renard's uh, teachers have shared that about, you know, the quantum forgiveness and that sort of thing. How that basically, anyway, it kind of works for me that that <laughs> maybe each time we forgive, we're choosing a different parallel universe that is a little bit quicker quicker home. And and that that to me seems really helpful because you know we're not really changing the script within any one parallel reality, but maybe we're quantum jumping to another script where that's that script is written, but we're we're getting back to to peace a little quicker. In case that's helpful, so thanks.
1: Yeah, thank you. Anybody else? What was Ken C D set, The golden thread of something <laughs> some hope, kind of golden, the
5: golden golden thread of hope wasn't it yeah
1: and he's yeah. talking about those two kind of parallel universes like they're pretty much the same it's yeah. just one you're doing with the ego and one you're doing with the holy spirit
5: yeah what the, the metaphor i particularly like is the ego's thread is the dark thread that kind of leads to more branches and more ambiguity and more fret you know, fragmentation and, the Holy Spirit uses that same thread and it becomes a golden thread as we kind of work our way back through the, the cave, <laughs> the labyrinth of the mind and through forgiving all the things that seem to happen. And then it gets brighter and brighter as we get closer to the entrance of the cave and back out into the light. So that's, at least that's the kind of the visual I got from it. So, but we, it's this exact same thread. We use exact same experiences moment to moment to, to heal instead of destroy.
0: Yeah. The portion it said, you know, the the lesson that the workbook lessons is only your, you know, only your thoughts can hurt you or it's in the text is it's like, and then it comes really, really clear that it's like, Oh, you know, I, this, this idea that, you know, I am the home of evil darkness and sin that that can only hurt me if I decide to let that hurt me, you know, and like, if I choose that, that be, that that be true. And of course, always a choice. I'm um, going to back up a little bit in the lesson on page 298 to, to paragraph five. And it talks a little bit about the difference between experience and version. It says a teacher does not, a vision, I'm sorry, a teacher does not give experience. So that, that can only be experienced, I guess, would be the way. Um, so a teacher does not give that because he did not learn it. And then line three, but vision is his gift. So today I learned to give as I receive. We are learning to accept vision. We are learning. Um, we are learning to accept that gift, that we can see things differently. We can literally um, choose, choose peace. We can literally choose peace. Instead of this, you know, the alternative. So I, I, I just wanted to back up and get, get, get to that. And then jump down to paragraph six. Here is the joining of the world of doubt and shadows made with the intangible. Um, so here's, here's where, here's where it joins. And then, uh, In paragraph 7, we're going to get into Christ's vision. Christ's vision, in paragraph 7, page 299, Christ's vision has one law. It does not look upon a body and mistake it for the Son whom God created. It beholds a light beyond the body, an idea beyond what can be touched, a purity undimmed by errors, pitiful mistakes and fearful thoughts of guilt from dreams of sin it sees no separation and it looks on everyone on every circumstance all happenings and all events without the slightest fading of the light it sees <clears throat> so I, I know there's a particular you know, there, there's a particular lesson that talks about. It has never I've been my experience, but it talks about, you know, if if you practice this lesson long enough, soon you'll see the light beyond the shadow, the people, or the objects you're looking at. Now, I, I've never experienced that. I always felt kind of gypped because I never got that. But, um, but, but it's talking about it here again. Christ's vision as it's going to see, it beholds a light beyond the body. Whatever that's about. <clears throat> but um be- beautiful way it's said, beautiful wording. Uh and and that literally we can achieve the state where we see everything. We never see separation. We c- it is possible to, to to get to that state that it is possible. Hey Jim. Uh... Yes.
6: Okay. Oh uh, so uh oh, I'm third off now, let's see. This light behind the body, beyond the body, I, I think that maybe it has some, some teeth in it physically, but I do believe that it's kind of poetic. The light beyond the body is that an understanding, um, not not physical, but is understanding. I think Bruce mentioned one of these meetings, how sometimes he would go through his high school yearbooks, and he could see through every face that there is still a living even though they're just literally two-dimensional representations of a human being, every human being still has life within them. That's the understanding. And it's that life that we share that is our oneness. And it's from that perspective, I believe that the Holy Spirit is talking about oneness because literally bodies can't be one. You can try your best. And I think bodies do try their best to become one, but it's the understanding that there's an intangible that we share. That's the light beyond the body. That's how I had it explained to me. Thank you.
0: Very good. Yeah. And I think it's important not to let level confusion ever, you know, ever really distract us, I guess, I would say,
1: you know, just just to kind of get a, a somewhat of a feeling intellectually, at least for, um, so he's talking about here, two different kinds of experience. Um, He's talking about revelation, and then he's talking about Christ's vision. And there's actually, even, even definition-wise, there's, there's not so subtle differences between the two. For example, in paragraph two, he says, line seven, experience cannot be shared directly in the way that vision can. Meaning, so he's, he's equating his experience there with revelation. What he's saying is revelation can't really be shared. Um, the way vision can. So, vision is our, our gift to each other. It's, it's how we wake up. It's basically forgiveness. And that experience of forgiveness is very palpable, and it's, it's very real. And we, we can and do have that experience. Revelation only comes occasionally. <laughs> it's kind of like when, when Helen was on that subway train, and she not only left her body, but she was Outside of time and space and kind of looking back at it. And if you ever heard that a description of her experience on the subway train, that was probably something like revelation. And in fact, the previous lesson to this, just to put it in perspective, into his presence, what I enter now, he's talking about revelation there. He's talking not he's not talking about vision. <laughs> But he's talking about that experience where God just occasionally reaches down and almost drags us back to heaven. <laughs> and then you just have this incredible experience outside of time and space. And, and you know, it's got nothing to do with anything that we can even begin to imagine. But he, he calls it a direct experience between you and God. Ken's got a definition of revelation in here in his glossary. And he, he says basically... And his words, I mean, <laughs> until it happens, it's not going to make any sense. He says, Revelation is direct communication from God to his son, which reflects the original form of communication, communion, present in our creation. So it's kind of like a, a an incredible reflection of whatever's going on above the top line, whatever heaven is, that's about as much as we can take. <laughs> and still come back to believing we're this. And and Helen had that a few times. I think I might've had it once at a concert. <laughs> Everything disappeared. <laughs> and I look back at it and I was kind of freaky, but what all that was happening was pretty good. <laughs> but revelation doesn't happen often, but certainly we have access to vision every second. If we're not having it right now, we can have it right now. And Re- revelation is just down the road, so. <laughs> It'll happen. And like he says, Revelation will eventually come to every mind. That experience of direct communion with our Father will happen. So it's at best, it's just, he says, brief return to this state is possible even in this world. Like it's possible to have a glimpse of Revelation, whatever that is. So don't worry about it. If you haven't had it, don't worry about it. It's happening already. It's one of those things that's already going on. and We're pretending it's not. (laughs) Steven.
3: Yeah. The, the, uh, in the manual of teachers, uh, can God be reached directly? I really like that one because it's got teachers of teachers in it. Not really want to, I really want to be one of those, but, uh, uh, on the bottom of the page, it's, it says that, that what what we're talking about here, this revelation thing, it's so rare you can't really even expect it. It's it's just you know it's it's one of those things that might happen uh, maybe once or twice, kind of like Tim. Well, not exactly like Tim had, but you know because he was at the concert and I know what that's like. Anyway, <laughs> it's it's in there in the manual. Can can God uh, be reached directly? Thank you.
2: I th- I think it's also in that section or nearby where Jesus says, you know, the goal of the Course is, is, um, is not to be without limitations, but to actually have limitations and learn how to overcome them um, and not necessarily disappear them, but that you can have limitations and not be um, at a victim of those limitations by, by ascending beyond them. And um, same with revelation in the sense that revelation wouldn't be truly helpful here. And Jesus always wants us to be helpful. He always wants us to, you know, to, uh, to, to do, the, do the work, which is to um, you know, see our brother as sinless. Um, I will be healed as I let him teach me to heal. So in the, in the dream, our function is healing. In heaven, our function is creating. So again, revelation isn't particularly helpful. It's nice to have those experiences, but um, that's not really the purpose of the Course. The Purpose of the Course is healing our mind. So, another thought. Thanks, Lynn. Yeah. Thank you, Lynn.
0: So it's going to give uh, it's going to give uh, Christ's vision, which is our gift. And today I learn to give as I receive. So I receive Christ's vision, and I learn. And of course, we give everything by that one process. Everything is given. Uh, everybody we know, everybody we interact with, everything that happens will be touched with that. Um, and so, uh, it's, it speaks specifically in paragraph eight on page two ninety nine. It says, "This can be taught and must be taught on all who would, by all who would achieve it." It requires but the recognition that the world cannot give anything that faintly can compare with this in value, nor set up a goal that does not merely disappear when this has been perceived. And that's, and that's what we give today in the very next line. And that's what we give today. Um, skipping down to paragraph nine. Thus are his sins forgiven him, for Christ has vision. That has power to overlook them all. In his forgiveness are they gone. Unseen by one, they merely disappear because a vision of the holiness that lies beyond them comes to take their place. It matters not what form they took, nor how enormous they appear to be, nor who seemed to be hurt by them. They are no more, and all effects they seem to have are gone with them. All effects they seem to have are gone with them, undone and never to be done. And that's always such a comfort knowing that, you know, no matter what you're looking at and you think it's just so insurmountable and you're looking at all the different variants and tangents of all the pain and to to realize that if you will really fully give this to the Holy Spirit, all of these effects Will go away as well they will be gone so paragraph 10 and 11 i'm just going to read those through because i just think it's it's just so beautiful um paragraph 10 uh thus do you learn to give as you receive and thus christ's vision looks on you as well this lesson is not difficult to learn if you remember in your brother you but see yourself if he be lost in sin so must you be if you see light in him your sins have been forgiven by yourself each brother whom you meet today provides another chance to let christ's vision shine on you and offer you the peace of god So we have a few opportunities. It matters not when revelation comes, for that is not of time, as Tim addressed. Yet time still has, yet time has still one gift to give, in which true knowledge is reflected in a way so accurate, its images share its unseen holiness. Its likeness shines with its immortal love. We practice seeing with the eyes of Christ today, and by the holy gifts we give, Christ's vision looks upon ourselves as well. I thought that was an interesting parody how hes just, you know we would normally think of time as like like the enemy or the ego or you know, some invention of the ego. but what good could that be, you know? And it says, yet, and yet he uses the parody, yet time has one gift to give. Anybody have anything?
1: I was thinking about what Judy was saying, that God's will, and, um, Kind of uh from the ego's point of view, the infuriating part that really only God's will can be done, period. And God thinks otherwise. It was the it was the thing that drove Helen crazy more than anything, when Jesus would go, nah, 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 and God thinks otherwise. Because Helen would be raising all these objections and saying, Yeah, but but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but and Jesus Jesus would say, Ah, God thinks otherwise. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> it's not the way it is. Only God's will can be done. Don't worry about what you think you did or didn't do or what Bill did or didn't do. I'm sure it was usually Bill's fault. <laughs> Bill Thetford. So, but I just said, uh, and God thinks otherwise. I mean, that's, it's, it's always, I mean, if we don't, if we're in a, a good, if we're having a good quote unquote ego day and we read something like this and it doesn't, kind of pisses off <laughs> we're probably not being very honest <laughs> because only God's will can be done and, and, and <laughs> I mean it's kind of like till we get there till we have that awareness in in that in that third step of forgiveness it, it's got to kind of tick us off a little bit
0: <laughs> yeah what about my special problem
1: and all the work I'm I did to make it special. <laughs> what do you mean? It means nothing. <laughs> it means nothing. Hmm. Okay.
6: If if I, may. for me. Yes, Alexa. Please. There is. Let me see if I get the right paragraph on this. One, two, three, four, eight. Paragraph eight. The last two sentences on here I actually really enjoy. I'd like to head back to them, and it says this. And this you give today. See no one as a body. Greet him as the Son of God he is, acknowledging that he is one with you in holiness. Um, I found, I think I've mentioned before the exercises of greeting people mm-hmm. as the Son of God being really helpful for me. Um, and sometimes in deep, deeper meditation, things like that, I get the messages something like, or if I'm mad at somebody, I'll ask, like, Holy Spirit, how can, I, how can I see peace instead of this? And I'll get the answer, this is me. This is me. This is Jesus, is what he's trying to say. Um, and, and so more so than using it with people I, I, I'm not having a good time with, I like to use this with people that I'm having a great time with. What if, Jim, you are Jesus? What if that is you? Uh, somewhere like the puppet master behind you, because this is a lesson I super needed today. Honest, this is exactly what I needed to hear today because I've had a kind of weird, like yesterday was just a weird day for me. And I was wondering about vision and how, 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 how are there different people? And there's one son of God. That's like, that, that was my question yesterday. So having this lesson um, is what I needed to hear. So how sometimes I go about understanding when I'm learning, like learning from this school, learning from you guys is, this is literally the son of Jesus or the Holy spirit, God's will, presenting itself, communicating, getting communicated to my mind through your body, through your lesson plan, through all of this. This is literally the knowledge of the universe. And somehow we made up all these plans as egos, et cetera, to make it seem like we're doing something here, but really we're just communicating truth to each other, right? Um, So anyway, so greetings as the son of God. I really, I love this idea of like literally seeing someone as Jesus because Jesus won't hurt you. If, if, if you're irritated with your, you're dead and it's jesus jesus isn't hurting you he's doing something out of love and you're misunderstanding um and if i like take it humbly and if i go with it humbly that i'm misunderstanding and that jesus is doing his best through this body to communicate some truth to me that is how i really just I, leaps and bounds throughout the day every single every single communication i have has truth behind it every single book i read has truth behind it because in those words is the son of God in, in, in you in this lesson plan is the son of God. Now, it's hard to say that because some people are irritating and it's hard to get past the irritation, but um, it's super helpful. It's more helpful for me if it's people I like, if, if when I come to these classes every day, I just imagine Jesus is speaking through you guys' voices and it's beautiful. Anyway, thank you.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Alexa. Thanks. Lex, I had that story uh, a while back about her going into the bank and seeing the, the bank manager, I think, that way, and going up and shaking his hand, almost giving him a hug. And, man, I haven't been the same. And whenever I go in a bank, I'm like, who's gonna who am I going <laughs> to hug? I can't hug anybody. they got these huge barriers up anymore. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and he, like Jim pointed out, every, every brother I meet is another chance to do this thing. Even if I don't physically meet him in my mind's eye, it's another chance to do it, <laughs> to give him a hug, <laughs> to take a knee to my brother's real essence. You know, namaste. You know, I, I honor the holiness in you. Mm. Yeah. Instead, what, what the hell did you do today? <laughs> that, that's going to tick me off <laughs> and never admit that's what I'm looking for.
4: I'm having a, a really interesting time with listening to all of what's going on in the media and uh, all the well-meaning people who are trying to dissect all the problems and understand them. And, you know, um, they're slipping into unconsciousness from time to time, thinking that what they're saying is real. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> that's been the major challenge, um, particularly because I'm facing, uh, I'm moving out of um, Albuquerque in um, three weeks, two weeks. So, you know, every little thing is speaking to me about what needs attention and what may go wrong and all nonsense, all kinds of nonsense. And so the lesson to remember has been for me is to, to see the oneness in all of this and and bring it together and forgive it. And um, to recognize uh, whether people are well-meaning or not, (laughs) you know, the thing that I have to do is to constantly stay with the vision of Christ. You know, um, when we were growing up, we used to have sayings when we would get in trouble, being African-Americans, we would have all the old elders around us. And I particularly enjoyed the old black women who would tell me when I would talk in length about, when we would talk in length about our problems, that we needed Jesus, and that's all they had to say to us. (laughs) So I I reminded myself this morning that I needed Jesus. And um, here I am. Thank you for the lesson. It's very appropriate.
0: Thank you, Sophia. So what I'd like to do is actually back up a little um, page 211 in the text. And a little bit of material. I know Lynn and Tim covered this the other day, and I'm kind of revisiting it because I was struck by a couple of things, just how clear they were. Um, On page 211, section 8 um the the heading is the problem and the answer now i i i really like the 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 way that this was this was put forth the problem and the answer versus one problem one solution which we hear all the time too but the problem and the answer kind of like I, I i was asking for this the answer you know and uh and, and so this is the answer to the problem that I thought I had. Um, line one: This is a very simple course. And to re- to remind ourselves again, anything else with what we all, most of us all know now, anything else is just some form of resistance. If we if we make it hard or complicated, or it's some form of resistance. And just to recognize it as that, and laugh at it. Oh, you know, I decided, I decided not to, I, I chose otherwise. Um, but just, just that it's carefully disguised as that. So on the next page, it says in italics, um, uh, right above the italics, line four, you made the problem, God has answered. Ask yourself, therefore, but one simple question Do I want the problem or do I want the answer? And to be honest with ourselves, maybe we're not, maybe we're, not, maybe we want to hang on to some pain. I, I don't, you know, certainly I do that often. But just to be really, really honest um, about where we're at and no, I'm not ready to move forward. I'm, I, I want to cling to this pain. Decide for the answer and you will have it, for you will see it as it is, and it as and it is yours already.
1: I just need Jesus. I like that one. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> something going on, I just need Jesus. <laughs> That's really good. Whoops.
0: <laughs> and then I'm I'm gonna jump down to paragraph five. It says you may complain that this course is not sufficiently specific for you to understand and use yet perhaps you have not done what it specifically advocates. This is not a course in the play of ideas, but in the, in their practical application. So just kind of to, to revisit that. And, uh, Then, what I'd like to visit in that, uh, going back to, oh, one thing, I, uh, one thing I had from Ken, and it's actually not in the lesson we're on right now, but it's, he's explaining lesson 154. It's uh, in Ken's book, and he says, your mission is very simple. You are asked to live so as to demonstrate that you are not an ego. Actually, that's from the text. And that's text, chapter 4, 6, paragraph 6, line 6. Your mission is very simple. You are asked to live so as to demonstrate that you are not an ego. Now, if we can skip back to to Chapter 25, which is page 531. Um, The Rock of Salvation, Section 7, The Rock of Salvation. Yet if the Holy Spirit can commute each sentence that you laid upon yourself into a blessing, then it cannot be a sin. And I actually, I, I, I did look up the word commute, the the, the, the definition physically to commute, and, and, uh, and it was kind of interesting. I don't have my phone with me now with that definition on there, but how they, basically the language that he's using there, the Holy Spirit can communities live like a, there's a legal language or a penal system language to commute your sentence, you know, and that it, it, you laid upon yourself into a blessing. How beautiful is that? Then it cannot be a sin. Sin is the only thing in the world that cannot change. It, once we, once we put it on somebody or ourselves, it's done. It's, it's forever. And that's, it's immutable is, is the opposite. We're going to see that, that word down in the next paragraph below that. So uh, the magic of the world, this is, this is line five of that same paragraph. The magic of the world can seem to hide the pain of sin from sinners and deceive with glitter and with guile. Yet each one knows the cost of sin is death. And so it is. For sin is a request for death, a wish to make as strong a, wi- a wish to make this world's foundation sure as love, dependable as heaven, and as strong as God himself. So our our will is going to override God's. And we're going to skip down to paragraph 2. It cannot be the sinner's wish for death is just as strong as is God's will for life. Nor can the basis of the world he did not make be firm and sure as heaven. How could it be that hell and heaven are the same? And is it possible that what we did, did not will cannot be changed? S- sentence five. What is immutable besides his will? And the definition of immutable was, was actually just opposite of, of commute is that it's changeless. It cannot be changed. So if, if, if we, if we would put something on somebody forever, that would be sin. That would be immutable that we've, we've condemned them to death because, because of how we see that. And so, that's why it's so scary for us. <clears throat> what is immutable besides his will? And what can share his attributes, attributes except itself? What wish can rise, up against, rise against his will and be immutable? If you could realize nothing is changeless but the will of God, this course would not be difficult for you. For it is this that you do not believe. Yet there is nothing else you could believe if you but looked at what it really is. That's from the rock of salvation.
1: I was thinking about that first line, um, not only does the Holy Spirit commute each sentence, meaning, you know, in court, you know, your best deal you can get in court if you're the defendant is whatever time you're going to get gets taken away. But it's not it's not just that with the Holy Spirit. He, not only does he take the punishment time away, but he gives you this whole giant blessing on top of it. I remember when I first got into recovery, um, you know, I just wanted the pain to stop. <laughs> I didn't care about feeling good <laughs> but uh i just wanted the pain and pain the guilt the uh, the redundancy of and certainly that this whole thing can be applied to the ego addiction to the ego but all the pain that goes with that whether it's a you know an external addiction or the big one the internal addiction to the ego i just wanted the pain to stop but then you know you get to the third step of forgiveness man you're walking in sunshine <laughs> this feels pretty good I remember walking down the street with those guys in recovery going, Man, you everybody, come on. <laughs> this feels good. You should try this. <laughs> this is good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yep.
5: Yeah. I, I I was also gonna share it in relation to the, the, the courtroom metaphor. You know, the, the ego's courtroom always finds everyone guilty, but you can change jurisdiction and go to the Holy Spirit's courtroom where everyone is everyone's sentence is commuted. <laughs> so it's sort of like a, the, the change of jurisdiction is, you know, a different set of laws, you know, the ego yeah. works under the laws of chaos and, and the Holy Spirit basically said, no, for- forgiveness is the only, uh, the only valid assessment of anything or anyone. Yeah. I was good also attorney, thinking, think, what's, Oh,
0: go, go ahead. Good attorneys know how to manipulate that. I'm sure.
5: Oh, oh sure. Yeah. On level of form <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the other thing that comes to mind is, is, um, uh, and the beginning of of the lesson here is uh, where did it go in today's lesson? Um, something about uh, oh well, it was the rea- rea- reality. It kind of reminded me of of um, you know the the truth and the whole truth and nothing but the truth. One <laughs> one of the phrases had that kind of triplet kind of thing, and I was thinking about how the uh, a previous workbook lesson from earlier this week is the truth is true and nothing else is true and how the, the challenge is to you know the first part's easy anybody on any street corner would probably agree with the first part but the second part is like oh you mean everything involving the sub- substitution and separation that we made up is not true and that's that's you know i think our our slow burn forgiveness classroom you know the, <laughs> the gradual thing that we you know eventually learn and, and <laughs> by make, changing it from an occasional practice to a more frequent one anyway thank you it was really helpful
6: thank you uh, excuse me uh, bruce um uh, just like something you said can i just riff off this for a second it is it, it seems to me like as as i've been studying this that it's the world of meaning that's that's not right like a sin is just a misunderstanding and a miracle is a change of mind from misunderstanding to understanding right yeah so yeah, so i just wanted to just i guess bring that back it's it's like this world of meaning that's not true maybe it means also that Quantum physics isn't true, but I think first we have to realize that some guy beeping at us in traffic just isn't a big deal. That's the first bit of meaning we need to re re reinterpret. It's not a first of all, it's not a big deal. Second of all, maybe we learn some other stuff, but think that anyway, thank you. That was a fun thought.
1: Yeah. We go from being mean to finding the meaning. Jesus did that, I didn't do.
5: <laughs> <laughs> and, and from being at the mercy of things to being merciful to everything, right? And everyone.
0: Okay. Thank you so much. Now what I'd like to, uh, unless anybody had any other thoughts they wanted to share, um, I'd like to read conclude with the last, since we're on this justice theme, the last paragraph of the, Justice, justice, return to love. Which is on page five thirty eight, the last paragraph of that of that section, section which is paragraph fourteen. And Tim, would you mind reading that? That's page five thirty eight of the text, chapter twenty five,
1: paragraph fourteen. Got it. You. You have the right to all the universe, to perfect peace, complete deliverance from all effects of sin, and to the life eternal, joyous and complete in every way, as God appointed for his holy son. This is the only justice heaven knows, and all the Holy Spirit brings to earth. Your special function shows you nothing else but perfect justice can prevail for you. And you are safe, safe from vengeance in all forms. The world deceives, but it cannot replace God's justice with a version of its own for only love is just and can perceive what justice must accord the son of God. Let love decide and never fear that you, in your unfairness, will deprive yourself of what God's justice has allotted you.
0: Thank you all for being here.
4: Good Just job. Great. Thank you. Lovely gathering. Happy mm-hmm. Sunday, everybody.
6: Happy Thank Sunday. You. Thank Thanks, you.
4: Jim. Thank you, Jim.
2: Thank you, Jim. Really nice. Really Thank you. Y'all.
4: Really.
2: Bye bye.